What does your health have to do with your style? Well, a lot, it turns out. I am super excited today to have a guest on the podcast talking about health and wellness and how we can get through these periods of chronic illness or autoimmune disease to really learn to take better care of our bodies, which will in turn translate into feeling better in your skin. Hey there, lovely. Welcome to Personal Style for Christian Women. Are you tired of walking into your closet and feeling like you have nothing to wear? Do you feel frustrated when you look in the mirror and feel frumpy and icky in your clothes? Do you want to build a wardrobe that is authentic, timeless, and easy in a way that honors God and His plan for beauty and femininity? Hey there, I'm Stacy. I'm a crazy busy homeschooling mom of six. I used to look in the mirror frustrated and uncomfortable in my clothes and wish that I could just look and feel good and maybe get a compliment from my husband. I wanted to have fewer clothes that I really loved, discover my personal style to feel joyful and creative, and appreciate my body at every size and stage. But I was terrified what people would think if I dressed for myself and let go of trends and expectations. Then I discovered how to have confidence in the way God created me and His plan for beauty. In this podcast, you'll find style tips from color to body type, the magic of having less with a capsule wardrobe, and biblical mindset tips so you can bring your inner beauty to the outside. So go put in your favorite earrings, fix that hair, and let's dig in. Are you feeling frustrated with style and fashion and getting dressed? Are you tired of scrolling Pinterest and checking out Instagram to find out the latest outfit to wear or trying to just look a little bit cuter in your clothes? I understand that feeling. I know what it's like to be chasing style, to be chasing that feeling of looking good in our clothes, feeling confident, and looking put together. I would love to invite you to our free community for Christian women at christianstylecommunity.com. Inside this Facebook community, you will find amazing Christian women just like yourself experimenting with their style, trying to learn new things, and just feel better about themselves every day by expressing themselves through their clothing. We have some super fun challenges to keep you focused, and there's just great community support. You can get kind feedback and encouragement for no matter what you're going through or facing, even if it's not completely style-related. So head on over to ChristianStyleCommunity.com and join us today to hang out with the sweetest women on the web. I am so excited today to welcome Allison to the podcast. Allison is a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and has helped women all across the United States and Canada focus on feeling better and getting rid of bloating and constipation. She is a certified craniosacral therapist, and she has a great podcast and recommends amazing tips and tricks to help you feel better. And I asked her on today because I got to thinking about what made the most difference for me in my own style journey. And one of the big keys to really accepting my own body and its own limitations as someone who has multiple autoimmune disease, was learning how to manage my health symptoms and my wellness to just feel better. Because when you feel better, your clothes matter just a little bit less, and you're able to really take the time to embrace your body as it is, and the fact that it's serving you well, and you feel pretty good, and it becomes less of a daily struggle in your mind about how you're feeling. And so I wanted to bring on an expert in nutrition and wellness to give you guys some great tips and tricks 
for learning to manage what your body is doing, whether that's chronic illness or autoimmune disease or even just pesky symptoms like bloating and constipation that we often don't want to talk about, but they do have these root causes. And so I'm super excited to welcome her here today to talk about these things and to give you guys some great tips, great advice, and some amazing, amazing wisdom on this subject. Welcome, Allison. I am so excited to have you here today. Um, I love all things nutrition and gut health and autoimmune disease and chronic illness and talking about how we can find freedom from those things and um, just really change our life um, through those things and change the way we view our body and our wellness and our health. So I am super excited to have you here today. Um, So I would love to know, how did you begin this journey? Tell me your story. Tell me how you got into gut health, um, how you became um, the the queen of poo, (laughs) as we talk about. Um, So (laughs) I would love to hear your story um, and hear about all of that. Awesome. Thanks, Stacey. And thanks so much for having me on the podcast. I love what you do with helping women feel good in their bodies. And this is totally a component of it, right? Um, Like the health of our bodies. So my story, um, how I got into this all was... um, did not think I was going to be doing it. I graduated with a bachelor's in English and two years after uh, graduating college started having debilitating GI problems, um, was, went to all the doctors, gastroenterologists. I I wasn't having a period. Um, so gynecologist, I was put on medications. I was referred, I was put on different diets and nothing was really making me better. Some things would sort of make me better, but really my overall trajectory was down. I was in chronic pain. I couldn't poop. Um, that was actually one of my main problems. I was diagnosed IBS and I just felt like I'm going to be on the low FODMAP diet the rest of my life, the super restricted diet that I still don't actually feel good on, um, trying a million supplements and probiotics and kombucha and fermented foods and just out of my mind in pain, waking up at night in pain, just, just not able to go to social events. It was horrible. And I happened to be referred to a pelvic floor therapist who knew a modality that not all pelvic floor therapists know there it's called craniosacral therapy is one. And a second is visceral manipulation. And it really started changing my gut around. It was like, after every session I would poop and I would sleep. I was having problems with sleeping and now I know why, but why can't I sleep? Um, even though I'm so tired and, uh, started to become aware of these modalities, became a massage therapist, learned that I could learn these modalities. And then, you know, a couple of years after I had this pelvic floor therapist work on me with craniosacral therapy and visceral manipulation, I myself got trained in it, started doing it with other people. When I graduated massage therapy school, I did not think I was going to start a business, which is currently what I'm doing, right? I tried to get hired by other people. But I just couldn't find an environment where I really wanted to work in. And I really wanted to work with people's gut health. I really felt like there was something something missing with what the way people were being served in the conventional health system. And so through just not any other options of somewhere else to work that I was passionate about, I started my own business and in 2018. And about a year into it, I was doing fully 100% gut health focus Um, I incorporated extra training as a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner where I do lab testing with clients that is not done in the conventional healthcare system. And I help them find what is the root cause of their bloating and constipation, among many other things like 
autoimmune diseases, the weird things we called IBS. Like, what is that? Um, I help with all of it. That's amazing. I love to hear this journey that you went on from like, I'm so sick. I hate my body. The doctors aren't helping me, but I'm going to just find this path. I'm going to forge this path on my own, whatever it takes. I'm going to get well. And I, I love that. I love that so much. Um, so is there, is there ever a time when you feel like a woman should just accept that she's going to be sick forever um, and just accept that this is her life? Yeah. So the answer to this is yes and no. Um, I'm going to start with yes, honestly. Uh, so this was a, this was something by the way, that I, I wrestled with this question so much. This is such a good question. You know, should I just be like, this is my norm. So my yes comes from like, yes, just accept it's your norm. Two things. Number one, if you have an autoimmune disease, if you have chronic illness, I like to say, this is your superpower. And I don't mean this offensively, like, like you're like, this is actually like the bane of my existence. Like, I'm not trying to like sugarcoat how unpleasant it can be to have an autoimmune disease. However, and I talk about this more in my podcast, um, and I'm going to give you this link episode 82, five reasons autoimmune diagnoses don't have to be scary. Um, but basically when you have an autoimmune disease or chronic illness, your body is just really sensitive to toxins in the environment. And it's like this very fine tuned, highly sensitive, like detector that tells you, Hey, something's wrong in your environment. So I'm going to give you some achy hands, achy rheumatoid arthritis, something's wrong in your environment. So you're going to get a migraine, something is wrong in your environment. So you're going to get constipated. And this is like in, in, if you were to think like in a society of people, um, if we, if we went back thousands of years and we all were like living outside, or if you had that one person who knew, like, you know, these grandmas are like, it's going to rain my joints ache. Right. Like that was actually a, it's a real phenomena. That's a helpful to the community. Not everyone in that community needs to have that level of sensitivity, but you need to trust. It's like the canary in the, in the, the cage. And when you're mining, you have this small bird that's going to be sensitive sensitive to toxins building up in a mining group so that if the bird dies, and this is so bad because that does mean the autoimmune people are kind of like shifted off because they're like the minor, the rest of the miners aren't dead. It's fine. You're like, but they're going to be dead because the bird died. Um, and so, right, like people with autoimmune diseases, you guys and myself included, I don't have an autoimmune, but I'm, I have a sensitive body. That's why I've struggled with chronic illness in the past. We are part of society, like households, communities where we're saying something's wrong with the environment of whatever's going on. Maybe it's our stress levels, the food we're eating or, or the toxins in our cleaning products, whatever it is. Um, so part of that is like, yes, accept that that is a part of your body build. Here's the other part. Um, and while my clients are healing, and even while I was healing, this part was so helpful is that you want to accept where you're at, wherever you're at, at the point in time. And I don't know if this is something you get into your coaching with as women are going on a journey of feeling good in their bodies or feeling beautiful, but sometimes you're like, yeah, we can't revamp your entire closet all at once or whatever, like, but let's, let's do it in small chunks and accept where you're at. And 
the small wins. There's something I really love. I don't know if you've ever heard of this called spoon theory. It came out in the early 2000s. Okay, you're nodding. Yes, spoon theory, beautiful. Um, developed by a woman with lupus who was trying to describe to a friend who didn't have an autoimmune disorder what it was like to live with lupus. And she had struggled for years of trying to help not normal people understand it, what it's like to have an invisible illness. And she said, it's like, you have these spoons and she had her friend list out like a morning routine, um, of like, Hey, what would you do in the morning? And she's like, well, I'd take a shower and I would prep breakfast for my kids and I would eat breakfast and I would clean the kitchen. And then I'd go wake up my kids. And she's like, puts down five spoons. And she's like, you only have five spoons left. What are you going to do? And she's like, what do you mean? I only have five spoons left. Like I haven't even got my kids to school. Like I haven't even gotten to lunch or gotten to work. And she's like, this is what it's like, right? Well, when you, one thing that's helpful is to know, I have five spoons. That's what I have. When I wake up in the morning, I have five spoons. Accepting that is super helpful because you can now say, what are the five most important things that I'm going to do today? Maybe it is taking a shower. Maybe it's not. Maybe you're not skipping the shower, greasy hair, doing something else. Um, because maybe instead you want to be able to, by the time it's 5 p.m., a really hard time of day, go to your grandchild's soccer game or something, right? Um, and so that is where the yes comes from. Yes, like accept. This is a part of your how your body functions. And now we get to the no, right? The no is saying, but let's not stay there. Let's not stay in this, like, I have a really sensitive body and I can't heal. That's a really negative space. And it's also just not true. So the point is you can heal. And when you have an autoimmune disease or chronic illness, what you want to do is say, okay, my cells, my genetics aren't just going to randomly change but I want to take out the inflammation, sources of inflammation that are cueing all of these symptoms. And when I do that, my symptomology will reduce, my spoons will go up, right? And 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 I can still accept myself, but now at a, at a greater level, maybe I have 10 spoons and maybe my friends still have 20 spoons, right? My normal friends. But like, I'm so awesome. I'm so happy I have 10 spoons instead of five. And I know that I'm doing what I need to do for my body and I'm not defined by my autoimmune or chronic illness disease anymore. I just know what I need to do to take care of myself. So that's my yes and no. And when you can accept where you're at, you're a lot less angry with yourself and frustrated. Like why I'm not like, if, if you're listening to this and you have an autoimmune disease or chronic illness or chronic pain, any of those things, I want you to know you're not a bad wife. You're not a bad mama. You're not a bad grandma auntie, church member, neighbor, boss, employee, just because you get tired or just because you're in pain, like, or because you can't do as much as you wish you could or, or wanted to, um, you are where you're at, but you also don't have to stay there. So that's my yes and no. I love that. So much stuff there I want to hit. I remember listening to that episode and I was like fist bumping because, you know, I have autoimmune disease and I I'm like, no, I'm not going to stay here. I'm not I'm not going to be sick. I'm not going to do the conventional approach. I'm not going to make myself sicker over time with these treatments that are, you know, have their own side effects, basically, you know, so so there's that. But also the thing about just accepting where you are and being like, this is who I am. This is what I can handle. 
being honest with your family and your kids and your husband and everybody else about like, this is, this is what I have. And yes, yeah, so many of my, my people, so many of my clients in my Facebook group, they talk about their spoons, right? These are the spoons I have. Um, and I, I totally get that. And for me, it's almost that thing, like as a mom of many, like I joke around, um, cause I'm, I'm homeschooling. So I'm like, I have this triangle, right? This is my daily triangle. I can clean or I can cook nutritious food and I can clean the house, but like, I only do two of those things. So maybe I only have two spoons. <laughs> so you talk about healing and healing is so incredibly powerful for just changing, like changing your life, really. It does change your life. And so I would love for you to share the three, just the three best ways to approach healing that you can think of. The best ways to heal your body, heal your autoimmune disease. Give us those three tips. Yeah. So when I am working with my clients, I always break down how I work with them into three steps. And I will tell you, when I tell you these three steps, you might feel gypped. I'm going to tell them to you and then I'm going to explain them. <laughs> Step one, collect data. Step two, create your plan. And step three, work the plan. Okay. Let me tell you why these are magical. Cause you're like, wow, that sounds just like super basic. And like, yes, that isn't that what I'm trying to do. Right. Okay. So here's the thing. When you step one, collect data, the number one mistake I see when people are in this stage, because, because we all flirt with this stage when we go to the doctor and they collect blood and they do a, they do a lab or a colonoscopy or an endoscopy or whatever they're doing, you know, trying to figure out what you have going on. The number one mistake in this, this step is a combination of insufficient data and, or, poorly interpreted data. So for example, I have a podcast episode on this episode 71 on a thyroid panel. And the number one <laughs> annoyance I see is someone says, well, I got a thyroid panel done and they only get one marker. It's like TSH. And I'm not going to get the science of it, but I'm like, just, just TSH. That's like literally only tells you what your brain is telling your thyroid gland to do. Well, we don't even know what the thyroid is doing. And even once the thyroid makes a hormone, you actually have to convert it in your liver and in your gut to the active hormone. And then sometimes your body can deactivate that hormone with your adrenal glands. Well, those are all different markers. And that doesn't tell you one TSH doesn't tell you your whole thyroid story. So I consistently see conventional doctors are not getting all those thyroid markers as just one example. Um, that's insufficient data. I also see problems um, with the conventional health system does not run labs that are extremely important. For example, fibromyalgia, a common, 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 every, every client I've ever had with fibro, um, they have really high levels of calcium on something we call a hair tissue mineral analysis. And their body's basically dropping calcium out of their teeth and bones. And it's calcifying in their soft tissue, their, their joints and their muscles. And so they're achy and they're stiff and they can't figure out why their pain is the way it is. Well, the no doctor is ever running an HTMA. They're just not a conventional doctor. They're not, it's not a, a lab that they acknowledge or will, will do in their system. And that's just insufficient data. <laughs> like that is not looking at the whole thing. And then the question beyond that, if it's fibro is, well, why do you, is there calcium leaching out of their bones? And it's not like an insufficient calcium intake, right? You could actually be hurting yourself by taking more calcium. This gets into really complicated stuff. Insufficient data though, messes up the other two parts. Poorly interpreted data is the second part. And that gets into um, like, this kind of is insufficient data, but I get clients all the time who say, well, I got a, a pathogen stool test to see if I had any, any bad bacteria or gut microbes in my gut. 
and and it was clear. And then I'll say, let's retest it using my stool test, which is a higher quality than done in the conventional labs. And it'll say, and they'll come back and say, you have a parasite, you have H. pylori, you've got all this stuff going on, right? And that's that's just bad data, right? So that's number one is collect data and collect lots of it in the right kinds. And it's not happening in conventional systems. Now, part B or step two, once you have the right data and you're interpreting it really well, like not just saying, oh, your calcium's high. Like you're like, well, why is it high? And you figure that out. Then you want to create your plan. This, the number one mistake I see here is when you have someone going to a doctor, the doctor says, this thing's low, your vitamin D is low, your iron's low, whatever. Here's a pill. Um, let's wait two weeks or two months, come back and see me and see if it gets better. So you have to wait two weeks to two months and you might probably mostly feel miserable the whole time you're just waiting. That's not a plan. That's like winging it. That is winging it. Like, like, we'll just see how it goes. Like imagine you try to bake a cake from one ingredient at a time. Well, let's just put an egg in the oven and bake it and see if we get a cake. You're like, well, it comes out, you're like, we didn't get a cake. Well, why don't we just try the baking soda? I'm like, really? You need all the ingredients at once in the right levels. That requires a lot of, of data to say what is missing, what levers do I need to push or pull to change this person's body chemistry and what's going on inside of it. Um, and another visual I like to say is like, if you have a broken, a car that's not running because it has a flat tire, no gas and no spark plug. <laughs> That's three separate problems. You cannot get that car running. You're like, well, I changed the spark plug. Still has a flat tire, no gas. You could even get two of those. Like I gave it gas and a spark plug. You're like, it still has a flat tire, but like, like let's not, this is ridiculous. Um, so basically that's, that's the create your plan thing. And to sound a little less mysterious of like what I'm actually doing with my plan. There's two phases, super basic. Number one, open, open detox pathways. There's seven detox pathways. I talk about it in my podcast. Um, you open those up. Phase two is stir up the toxins so they come out of the body. What are your toxins? Are they heavy metals? Is it mineral deficiency, which is a type of toxicity? Is it hidden copper toxicity? Is it pathogens? Is it like, what is it? Everybody's got one. Everybody's got something. Chemicals they're being exposed to on a day-to-day -day basis, whatever it is, um, it's it there. If, if you have an autoimmune disease, if, if you have the symptoms of your autoimmune disease and it's AK, it's flared up because you can have an autoimmune disease and it's in remission. It's it's, there's no flares. And then that's because you're managing it well and your detox pathways are open and you've stirred up your toxins and you're staying balanced where you're not overflowing with toxicity. That's stage two. Um, step three is work the plan. So now you've collected your data you've got sufficient amounts, you've interpreted it well, you create a plan of this is what I'm going to do in this order, detoxing, and then um, stirring up my toxins. Do not reverse those. You will feel much worse. Um, then you just work it. You work the plan and you're not guessing, you're not winging it. You have all the ingredients for your cake and you just know maybe the cake's still going to take an hour to bake even if you have all the right ingredients in it, but just give it an hour. So I, a lot of times with my clients, I'm like, Hey, we have the right ingredients going on. You just need to give it a month or two months or three months, depending on what, what individual ingredient needs, what for that person. And that is the three steps to healing your body.
I love those. I love that they're simple, like, and they're full of data um, and they're full of so much cool science. I'm, I'm going to tell you that I'm definitely going to go geek out and read as much stuff as I can now after this for my own benefit. And I'm going to pick your brain later on this too, as well. But like, it's just, it's so fascinating to think about, like, especially the detox part, right? Because, um, because personally for me, like my big thing to staying in remission is watching what I eat for the most part. Um, and then of course, things like sleep and adrenals and just making sure you're, you know, level and moderate. Um, but yeah, for me, that that's the one is the food issue. And so that brings me to another question I would love to ask you. Um, food sensitivities, food restrictions, food intolerances. Um, what are your thoughts on that as far as a healing strategy, a long-term strategy? Do you have any thoughts that you would like to share with us or give us any wise wisdom on those of us who haven't had gluten in six years and don't eat dairy anymore and all those things? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Okay. So I'm going to have somewhat controversial. I'm pretty much controversial in almost everything I say, by the way, um, uh, which is great. That's why I get results. Um, so there is no single diet that I recommend for somebody who's got chronic illness or autoimmune disease, because we're all different <laughs> and there's different layers of problems going on. So, um, when you have a food sensitivity, there's a couple different types. There's developed food sensitivities. These are food sensitivities that when you get leaky gut from chaos and inflammation going on in your gut, then your, then your body can actually learn to dislike a food, but these foods, you can also unlearn to dislike them primarily by a getting rid of them temporarily B getting rid of whatever is causing the leaky gut, which is doctors again, aren't really looking for They'll be like, Oh, you have leaky gut, but you're like, but yeah, what's causing it? Like, is it mold? Is it H pylori? Like what's going on? Um, and then heal the leaky gut, which takes time. And then you can reintroduce those foods. So there's a lot of people who come to me who are on crazy restricted diets. They're eating like six foods or they're on the low FODMAP or they're on a low oxalate. There's unnecessarily restricted diets that people are on for forever. And that's because of their developed food sensitivities. You can heal those. But number two, you're going to have permanent food sensitivities. And gluten is a very common permanent food sensitivity, same with dairy. Um, but it's, it's not the same across the board. Like, and so I always recommend getting testing to get the final word on stuff. So you're not unnecessarily avoiding certain foods. Um, but also get testing for the temporary food sensitivities or the developed, because I get clients who we do need to put them on a temporary diet, a low oxalate diet, a low copper diet, a low salicylate diet. And it's okay. If you haven't heard of these things, that's my job. <laughs> right? To help people figure that out. Um, but I can't tell you over, over a podcast, like do this one thing. There's like, um, a common diet, the autoimmune protocol, AIP. It's a great diet, but it doesn't work for everybody. And there's certain foods. Some people are avoiding on that diet. They don't need to be avoiding. And so that's where testing is helpful in understanding food sensitivity testing. I have a podcast episode on what food sensitivity is best for you. Um, and I talk a little bit about the science of why every food sensitivity test is different, but I do recommend that. And I also recommend this is, doesn't sound like it's you, but if, if you're someone who has really dialed in on food sensitivity testing, or you've done a lot of diet change and seen some improvement, but not a ton, or you still feel like you really struggle, or you have to be so particular with your diet, otherwise you'll like go off the deep end. I would highly, highly recommend pairing food sensitivity testing with other root cause testing, pathogens, heavy metals, mineral imbalances or deficiencies, and hormones like 
How are you detoxing estrogen? How are you, how is your progesterone levels, sex hormones, thyroid hormones, as some examples of different hormones to get testing in, because those could be massively playing into your, it's it's not just about the food you're eating. It's also the container the food is going into. And so if you could be eating the most best superfoods, bone broth, whatever, yeah, yeah, you could feel horrible because that food is going into a container that cannot handle it. It's like putting gas into a tank that has a hole in it. Got to fix the hole. That's great. Um, I love all of that. I, I had some thoughts there for a minute and they got a little sidetracked because I was just like taking it in, taking it in, taking it in. Oh no, my brain just exploded. <laughs> so on that note, where can people find you? Where can they come to listen to more of your rad nutrition, health science? Um, tell us all the places you hang out and how we can find you. Yes, yes, yes. Come hang out with me at the Better Belly Podcast. And I've got over a hundred episodes there. We're a top 2% global podcast. And I try to break all these things down into the sciencey nerdy stuff, because a lot of times it's stuff you're not hearing or finding on blogs. And so I want to help you understand it. So you're not confused. You can also join me on my free Facebook group where I'm supporting women and creating a community of healers. You can just go to betterbellytherapies.com slash Facebook. And I'll also have that link for you, Stacey, um, for your show notes. And then you can follow me on Instagram at betterbellytherapies, belly singular, therapies plural. And I also have a free gift for your listeners. Is that okay? Yeah, we love we love free stuff around here. Free stuff is awesome. Cool. So um, I would love to help your listeners. If you want to jumpstart your detoxing and most likely a new way you've never considered before, then I want to invite you to my total liver support detox, excuse me, total liver detox protocol, a better that go to betterbellytherapies.com slash liver and liver is like sort of like the central hub of all of your detoxing in your body. It is so cool. I get into this in podcast episodes, like the gut skin connection and the gut sinus connection. If you have sinusitis, if you have any skin problems, um, if you have honestly any problems, you can do a liver support protocol. Um, I do it on so many people without testing. It's safe and it can be applicable and useful to so many people. And so I just love to give it away for free because like, like if you can, if that's all you need between like you and feeling amazing, have it. Like I don't even, and, and if you do it and you feel a little bit better, but not amazing, then you probably need a little bit more digging. And then I would love to help you pass that. But beyond with that, just have that free gift. Did you give me a link for that? Or betterbellytherapies.com better belly, better slash liver. Awesome. And and I will also, if if we check back and, and I've not sent that to you, you will have it. I will get it. Thank you, Allison. I have just loved talking to you. I This is the first time I've just gotten to sit down and just pick your brain myself. And so I totally love it. Again, this is something that's so just applicable to me. And I know that a lot of my clients are suffering with it. Um, and it's one of the things I talk about. Um, when we do our big intensive course, we talk about nutrition and, and lifestyle as a way to help you feel better. So I just want to thank you so much for coming on today, sharing all of your wisdom that I do not have, and just being a blessing to those you're working with. Thanks so much for having me, Stacey. Hey there, gorgeous. Before you go, if this episode inspired you and helped you to feel more confident, I'd love for you to leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. Second, hop on over and join the free Facebook group at christianstylecommunity.com where you'll find Jesus-loving women just like yourself learning about style and building a dream wardrobe. Get dressed, be 
Radiant. <laughs>